Welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis and thank you for joining. What is going on out there? How are you guys? I hope everyone is doing well, taking care of yourselves and easing into this new season of spring. Now, with the warm weather settling in, many of us are probably realizing that our summertime fine bodies haven't quite shown up in the way that we thought they were going to. And that is perfectly okay. That is perfectly okay. And we have to personally ask ourselves a couple of questions. One, have we done anything for that summertime fine body to show up? Two, are we still blaming things on quarantine snacks? (laughs) And one last question, what if we thought about actually just getting healthier and living a healthier life without thinking so much about losing the weight and transforming our bodies in that sense, but really transforming our bodies and our life to live a healthier lifestyle. That sounds like something you can get behind, right? Well, it's definitely something that I can, I can definitely get behind. And my guest today is going to give us some tips on how we can get there. So Maverick Willett is a certified fitness and nutrition coach, and he will join me today to discuss how he and his wife help women transform their bodies by helping them to change their mindset first, because we know that all things, all all healthy change starts with a mindset change. So how they help you to change your mindset, understand your metabolism and your gut health. So if you are considering a lifestyle change this summer, this conversation is one that you'll want to hear. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow of Girl podcast. I am Kyra. And today we're talking women's gut health, which all you know how I like to talk about my journey and um, Peloton and how I love to work out, but you know, working out doesn't always love me, but um, I'm so excited because I'm joined today by Maverick Willett. He is a women's transformation specialist and a coach. So welcome Maverick to the Globe Girl podcast. Thank you so, so much, Kyra. I'm so happy to be here and I I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's just go ahead and dive in first. um, Let the audience know a little bit about you, who you are and um, what you do. Uh, Women Transformation Coach. So I'm I'm specialized in nutrition, gut health, mindset. Um, Been doing this full time for a little over two years uh, in total for five or six years. Um, And now my wife has joined me. We kind of tackle it as a team. But basically what we do is mm-hmm. we help uh, women, you know, reach their, their body composition goals um, sustainably, holistically, you know, no restriction, no crazy, you know, fad dieting, crash dieting. You know, I've been a nutritionist for several years. So we just give women the tools to, you know, sustainably reach their goals and stay there. You know, no weight rebounds, mm-hmm. nothing like that. It's it's we coax the weight loss. We coax the, the results. And as a result, they, they stay because of that, um, while also working on the internal narratives that a lot of women battle as a result of the, the advertising and uh, social media and, and just uh, the, the way that we speak to ourselves and how that plays into that journey as well. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's so, so much um, packed inside of what you said. <laughs> but I think, you know, um, as we start, let's talk about why, um, why did you choose to specialize in women's transformations? So I had a unique upbringing, Kyra. I, uh, my, my parents were both competitive bodybuilders. So that was kind of a, a unique way to grow up. I grew up in a, um, kind of an environment of fitness and nutrition. And I learned that mm -hmm. stuff from an early age, but when it comes to women, you know, my mother was an amazing role model for me as a, as a young man. Um, you know, she was, I, I didn't out bench press my mom until I was 16, 17 years old. So that was kind of a, a cool thing to be able to, to work out with my mom and, and um, compete right. with her. And, and, um, you know, she went from, she came from very humble beginnings herself. She, she grew up in a, you know, a very, uh, very poor upbringing. I uh, had to, you know, she dropped out of high school when she was 16 years old. And now she has her doctorate degree. She runs a, uh, she's a head of HR in a large company, um, empowering women every day in the manufacturing world. So just to see that as a young man, I think gave me a, a huge, amazing example of what women should and could um, achieve. And, and, you know, just the, just having that really helps me resonate with women and helps me want to empower women to do the same and kind of just be their inner badass that they're capable of being despite having more societal expectations and stigmas placed upon women. They continue to just be amazing, thriving um, people. And I just, I love working and empowering women. It, it, it makes me very happy. And, and now with Sophie on board, my wife, we can do that as a tandem. And now that she can give that mm -hmm. firsthand experience that, that I'll never have. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Um, but I, I, a man after my own heart, I love it because yeah. I think that there is something to men being able to understand, um, what we as women, um, go through as it relates to, you know, our bodies and our, uh, and weight loss and just, you know, what we see out there in front of us on TV and, and what we see on social media. Um, so I think that that there's something very refreshing about that because it's like you get it. And I love that you and your wife um, are a team uh, that makes it even better. And I think for probably anybody out there that um, would work with you, you know, um, you know, having, you know, seeing a team and because, you know, sometimes like some, like for me, like my husband's like, <laughs> like I get up every morning and I work out like at 16, like I wake up at 16 and then I go like, you know, wash my face, do all that, go in there and work out. And my husband's always like, I don't see how you do it. He's like, I just, I just can't, I can't get up that early. And, you know, and then he'll like work out sporadically throughout the week. And I will do it. Like I have to be like, it has to be like structured for me. It has to be at six. Then I have to walk the dog. And then I have to work out at 12. So I, I have to stay on the schedule because I can go and eat one wrong thing. And I've gained like 10 pounds just from like one meal. And he can like eat candy the whole week and not, you know, not gain anything. But he's only worked out like three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, we see that a lot um, with our clients. So we we do work with men on a very case by case basis if they come on with a partner. That's kind of like our caveat. So we work with a lot of couples and we found that there are couples absolutely crush it because when you're in on the same thing and you're able to support mm -hmm. each other and be like minded and kind of support, like pursue it together, it's an extra layer of accountability. Whereas if they don't have that spousal support, partner support, mm -hmm. whatever it is, um, that tends to make it a little more difficult because you're right. A lot in a lot of couples, 
um, the like subconsciously they'll try to eat the same portions, eat the same things. And men have different metabolisms. Typically they have different hormone, yes. hormonal profiles. So it's, they can, they can get away, so to speak with eating more stuff or less stuff or you know doing less and, and, you know, losing weight because we have higher testosterone as men and it mm-hmm. just makes it a little bit easier to accomplish those body composition goals. So having that support makes a huge, huge difference. Yes. <laughs> so um, what do you see as one, like the, one of the obstacles um, for women and weight loss? I think right now it's a lot of misinformation and, and just the advertising out there is very manipulative. Um, you know, I studied copywriting for a long time and it's essentially just a competition between brands to say who, who can say the most um, extreme claim with the least amount of effort. So that's why in the grocery store checkout aisle, if you look at the magazine covers, the first thing you see is so-and-so lost 48 pounds in three weeks. Here's how you can too. Which mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous amount of weight in a short time span, but they do that on purpose to see who can just outplay each other with that claim. And so as a woman, I've and, and I've spoken to hundreds of women over the years about this very issue, and they say this kind of gives them a unrealistic expectation of what sustainable weight loss is supposed to look like. And then there's a study that came out recently and it said that 96% of women are unhappy with their current, um, with their current body. And of those 96%, only 6% possess the same body type as the woman they're comparing themselves to on the, on the covers mm-hmm. or on social media. So that means, um, the rest of these women, you know, 90% are, um, comparing themselves to something that's completely unrealistic genetically, you know, from a body type standpoint. Um, and so that's, mm-hmm. that's another battle is the comparison game that it creates with women, you know, comparing themselves to something that's not in a, realistically in, in a good time frame to be healthy and a, some, a, a body type that makes them feel like their body type isn't enough. And, and that's tough. That's like on the mental front that leaves people to question themselves at every turn. And then the obsession with the scale, uh, there's so much that goes into that number on the scale. And I talk to women every day that weigh themselves every day. And that's mm. such a, uh, a negative thing yeah. because yeah. It, it sets you up for perpetual disappointment because in that yes. number, there's so many things. There's stress, there's water retention, there's mineral balance, there's hormones, there's food volume, there's urine. There's so much, depending on what time of the month it is, that number is going to be higher or lower. Right. And yes. so we have different le- levels of activity on different days. And so, but to, but when people look at that number on the scale, they think one thing, body fat. Oh, that's my body fat. That's my worth. And mm-hmm. so I, I highly recommend for anybody listening out there, if you're weighing yourself every day, stop. It's normal for our weight to fluctuate so much. You can gain or you can gain or lose five pounds overnight, but body fat is a much more steady linear progression. So um, you, you can't lose or gain body fat overnight, but weight, just sheer weight can change very quickly. So our, our clients in particular, mm-hmm. we have them weigh maybe once a week, once every two weeks. And some clients don't even weigh at all. They weigh maybe once every two months because it, they've recognized or we recognize that it creates an unhealthy pattern and obsession with that number. So mm-hmm. these are all things that, that, that women have to, that, that they face every day. And, and as a coach, I help them develop better narratives, better, better uh, mechanisms for, for coping and overcoming these challenges. No, I, I think that's really important what you said, because I, I know like when, you know, when you start a program, like for like, I started a program like two years ago. And I remember like, I mean, I would weigh like every like two weeks with the doctor, but I would weigh every day myself. 
because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I just need to know, like, what happened? What happened? You know? And so, and you're right. It's not because it's like, if you see it, you know, if you, if you don't have your mindset set to know, like, yep, I need to wait in the mornings because like, once I get up, use the bathroom, you know, cause I'm probably going to be the lightest in. If I've had water all day, if I drink that gallon of water, then I'm going to be heavier, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm drinking that water. Um, if you don't really know those things, then you are going to be set up for, um, failure. And then I think too, another thing is like when you start to work out and you start to build muscle, like, I mean, you're not going to be necessarily losing. You might not lose weight. You mm-hmm. might be gaining muscle. And so I think that's an- another thing. Um, what would you say? What is something that you do say when you meet someone? Because when you go into a, a fitness journey or transformation, um, towards a healthier life, uh, it is a mindset. Your mindset has to be different. So what type of, um, how do you start if someone comes to you and they're like, you know, I want to, I want to get in your program, want to be coached by you. What are some of the initial things that you do? I think it's so important to give bite-sized pieces and start slow and just focus on the next step and not the staircase. So mm-hmm. just giving people, um, a step-by-step, listen, you know, commit slowly, complete readily is one of the things that I, I really emphasize because part of the reason why there's so many people who who don't um, succeed in a fitness or, or wellness journey is because they make these large commitments that they know they can't follow through on. I mean, just look, take a look at New Year's resolutioners. If you look at the gym attendance in January versus February, it's astronomically different. <laughs> and it's because people make right. these lofty commitments like, I'm going to go to the gym every day or, you know, New Year, new me. I'm going to, you know, eat completely clean every single day or I'm going to cut this out completely. And those are two, those are commitments that are too lofty. The body doesn't like dynamic change. The body likes gradual change. And so what I help people do is kind of, okay, what are some, just some small commitments we know we can complete this week? Maybe it's three walks this week. Maybe you go to the gym once this mm-hmm. week, follow through on that first, build trust with yourself, because when you build trust with yourself, you trust yourself to take on bigger commitments. And unless you build that foundational trust first with something small, you can't build on it. So Something as small as just drinking, drinking more water this week, going on, you know, three post meal walks, adding in, you know, maybe if you, if you drink two liters of Coke every week, cutting it down to a liter and a half, don't cut anything out cold Turkey, just baby step into it because it's going to be much more sustainable. It's going to be much easier to, to uh, undertake a, a, a lifestyle change if it's done in small bite sized pieces and building that trust is so important. If you don't trust yourself, it's, it's really hard to follow through on anything. And, and your word is your bond. So we do intention statements, right? Sunday night before the week starts, say what you're going to do out loud, put it in the universe. I'm going to go to the gym Tuesday at four o'clock. Then you follow through on that. You complete it. You feel good about it. You start building that trust. Now, next week, let's try two times. I'm going to go to the gym Tuesday at four o'clock, Thursday at three o'clock, follow through on those things. You just start feeling better over time about you accomplishing small things, small wins. Mm-hmm. And you build trust with yourself. I think that's the biggest thing because a lot of the the fad diets out there and a lot of the the the, the things that are popular are very extreme, and it's why the attrition rate is so high. Yeah, 
Yeah, I actually, I agree with you. And I, I love that so much, Um, you know, putting it out there and saying, because like that happens on like Sundays. On Sundays, I generally don't work out. Like we might go outside if the weather's nice, but there's not like a workout. But on Sunday, Sunday night, you know, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting my workout clothes and I'm lining them out and getting my shoes and getting everything set for the next day. And I'm like telling myself, um, you know, like, yep, it's new week, girl. Let's make sure we start the week off right. And it's so funny because like it was <laughs> there's like maybe one day there's always like one day in the week, maybe like Wednesday, where I sort of I roll out the bed a little bit slower and I sort of sit on the side and my husband goes, well, I mean, you don't have to go do that. I mean, like you can take to the day off. And I was like, no, you know, and he's like, I, he's like, I just, I don't understand. I was like, no, because for me, I can't take the day off. Like I made the commitment to myself that I'm going to work out Monday through Friday and I'm going to be consistent. I said, because if I'm not consistent, if I start giving myself days off, then you give yourself one day off. And you give yourself two days off. And the next thing you know, you're not, you're not working out. And I said, and I'm, you know, this, and probably in my entire adult life, this is, um, 2020 was probably the first year that I like worked out consistently for the whole year. I mean, usually I would go like on a, I'd go like six, seven months and then I'd stop. And this was the first time. So because it wasn't about, so much as like, oh, I need to lose weight. It was just about like, I actually enjoyed working out. I enjoyed feeling better. I enjoyed being, feeling healthier. And so, um, you know, so you, it's like you have to make that commitment, like you said, to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone's balance is different. I mean, some people, um, when need to, they can train three times a week. Some people can train four times a week. Some people can train one time a week. So mm-hmm. I think. To your point, personalization is very important when, you know, starting any kind of if you hire a coach or if you start a program, um, if it's one size fits all and it's copy paste, it's probably not going to be something that works long term, you know, because everyone's life is different. Everyone's lifestyle is different. Everyone's schedules, everyone's family, their job. And and so it needs to be something personalized for you so you can find that balance of, um, you know, meeting your goals, but also having that self-care and that um, that work-life balance met as well. Mm -hmm. Now, do you recommend that people, um, that your clients keep journals, like um, to track sort of their progress or, um, you know, like keep a journal journal of what they're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, apps make that really easy now. Um, We have a, we use uh, MyFitnessPal, which is a calorie tracking app. We, and we sync that up with our training apps. We can watch food and training at the same time. Now the, the caveat with that is obviously I don't expect anyone to track calories for the rest of their life, but I'm a huge, huge proponent of tracking them for a short period of time, at least. So you can gain the tools to be an intuitive eater the rest of your life from having done it for a short time. I mean, for example, if, um, if you never track calories, if you never have any awareness of how much you're eating or how that plays into your caloric intake, you really can't make any kind of rational decision about your diet because you don't know what works for you, what doesn't work for you and what amounts. So from teaching people and giving them the tools to, to track calories for, you know, 90 days, six months, however long, it gives them the power to never have to do it again. Because from doing that, they learn what a portion size looks like. They know what they get from certain foods. People can learn, um, you know, what a what a plate of food is supposed to look like for them. They can learn how to stop overindulging. They can learn, you know, what underindulging is, which is a problem that a lot of people have. 
Um, and they learn how all that plays into their personal goals. And I think that's an invaluable tool to have um, for, for the rest of your life. Because if you have that, then at any time when you want to get results with your body, you have that toolbox. You say, okay, I remember when, you know, I was tracking calories this is how much, so I'm going to go back to that. Um, and I'm going to, you know, you have something to go back to. Whereas you, if you never track or you just, you know, do things that arbitrarily cut out entire food groups, you don't really know how much or, or what works for you personally. So I, I'm a huge fan of, of keeping a food diary. And the other purpose it serves is if you have any kind of inflammation, if you have any kind of, you know, bloating, discomfort, gas, whatever it is, brain fog, you can look back on that food diary and see what it was that caused it instead of just kind of wondering what it was. It gives you something to look back on yes. and, and create your own personal template for learning what caused the problem. Yes, yes, that is a good point. Um, cause I re- once I realized like, oh, I can't really have like, you know, beef, like pot roasts or things that like really much beef, honestly, because every time I would eat it, like I would just feel, I would feel disgusted and my stomach would just be like all bloated and I would just be in pain. And finally, finally, after, <laughs> after many times of just keep trying it and trying it and trying it, I was like, you know what? Mm-mm, I can't do this anymore. So I need to stick to like, I need to stick to fish. I need to stick to chicken because I just, mm-mm, that does not agree with me, but it was like, I use lose it. So it's like able, you know, able to like look at, you know, what I've eaten. Um, What do you say to, you know, someone who's like, you know, I've fallen off so many times. I I start, but I just I can't get motivated to um, stick with it. The missing piece usually is who they're surrounding themselves with. And it comes down to, you know, what have they tried and has it, you know, oftentimes people who, who say those things are people who have tried dynamic, you know, drastic overhauls of a, of a diet. So, you know, diets that deprive them of calories, there's many diets that have people eating 800 to 1200 calories. And the thing about that is, you know, my, my 10 month old son eats 1300, 1400 calories. And, and so to, to, for as a full grown adult to eat that much, it's just, you're not fueling <laughs> your body. Um, or they've, they've cut out entire food groups. They've cut out entire macronutrients like carbohydrates. And, you know, long term, that's just not a great answer, especially, you know, if you're a mom, if you have a family, um, think long term, you know, if you would you put your children on this diet? And if the answer is no, that's probably a good sign that it's not something that you can sustain. So I always ask whether it's that. Um, and, and aside from that, um, you know, if, if they've tried a bunch of things that didn't work, um, oftentimes the missing piece is surrounding yourself with the right support. And so a lot of times it comes down to your, your internal narratives and your behaviors surrounding food. Usually people who um, have negative behaviors with food, uh, myself included, have some trauma or some emotional event in their past that has triggered them to now use food to cope with the feelings that that created. So, you know, what are the feelings leading to, you know, asking the right questions, you know, oh, you see, you ate the whole bag of chips. Why did you do that? And how are you feeling before then? What triggered it? Connect the dots. Um, You know, there's many people just for example, like uh, it could have been their parents were fighting when they were young. And so they'd go in the kitchen and eat snacks or, you know, sweets to, to distract them. And now when an emotional event happens in their life, stress, overwhelm, whatever it is, they use food to cope just being mindful of that can help them rewire that behavior. So it goes much deeper than just telling someone eat less, move more. I mean, telling someone who's struggling with their way to eat less and move more is kind of the equivalent of telling a homeless person to save more and spend less. I mean, that's just not, it's not very helpful. People need more than that. There's way more to psychology. There's way more to the behaviors that go into binge purge cycles or coping with food. And, um, 
professionals in the field that are helping folks need to need to realize that you know it's you need more than a macro coach you need more than a 50 dollars pdf meal plan from izzy the influencer you know you need some guidance with this stuff (laughs) because it's uh it goes deeper than that yeah and i'm so glad you said that because i i i absolutely love that you said that because it is it's like you gotta recognize the triggers like we have to, you know, we have to recognize why, <laughs> why did, why, why did I do that? Or so that's so important. Um, so let's talk about some tips that you can give some of our listeners out there. Um, what are five tips for women's gut health that you can share with us today? Ooh, so gut health is an immense subject. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's something that is, it's, it's trending right now, which is great. People need to be more mindful of it. But, um, if I could just give some, some simple tips. So little things, we'll start with little things. One is people don't chew their food enough. Um, if you don't, uh, you know, mastication, chewing, if you, it starts in the mouth. Every digestion starts in the mouth. So if people tend to be in a hurry when they're eating. And if you don't chew your food enough, that's going to be hard on your digestion. It's going to take longer for your stomach to break it down. You're going to have to secrete more stomach acid. So chew your food longer. And coupled with that, um, don't drink a lot of water while you're eating. Drink it in between meals. When you drink a lot of water while you eat, you tend to dilute your natural stomach acids and you need stomach acid to help break down the food. So those are two small ones. Um, another one would be look at the way you prepare your food. One of the things that I help really help people with is uh, reducing the amount of, of toxins and lectins in their diet. And there's a lot of foods that are um, pushed as being super, super healthy, like raw broccoli, for instance, you know, raw cruciferous veggies. But those foods are really high in, uh, in lectin content. They, they produce these toxins to ward off predators. So not saying don't eat them, but prepare them, cook them. You can cook those toxins and, and kind of reduce the amounts of lectins in those, in those foods um, to make them more digestible. So I always tell people to cook, you know, dark leafy greens, broccoli, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, cook those for 20, 30 minutes. Um, you're going to make them more digestible. Cook them in a really good healthy fat like grass-fed butter, or coconut oil, and you're going to make those fat-soluble nutrients more bioavailable and more absorbable. So kind of a double whammy there. Um, another one is eat more fermented foods. So sauerkraut, kefir, kimchi, uh, kombucha, the four K's, um, uh, organic sauerkraut or organic sour cream is another one. Pickles, certain brands of pickles are fermented. Just make sure you're getting some fermented foods in your diet because they're going to provide your gut with, with healthy bacteria, um, that can help break down food, help boost your immune system and help your thyroid hormone production. A lot of thyroid hormone is converted in the gut. So, you know, your thyroid is your thermostat of your metabolism. If you don't have a healthy mm-hmm. thyroid, it's going to be really hard to, you know, lose weight or burn fat. So eating fermented foods gives your gut the healthy bacteria to help that thyroid hormone conversion that takes place in the gut. And then um, lastly, avoid foods that are inflammatory to you. Um, instead of just taking something like Nexium or Prilosec to, to quell, you know, heartburn, you know, that's your body telling you that uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're eating something that's inflammatory, bloating, heartburn, um, you know, excessive gas, ex- you know, brain fog. These are inflammatory effects. That's, that's the difference between humans and animals. Animals, when that happens to animals, they stop eating the food. Humans will just take Tums and keep it moving, you know? So we, we need to, we need to learn from animals a little bit and, and recognize when something isn't, you know, isn't good for our bodies. Cause it's, it's causing cellular damage that cumulatively shows up later down the road for humans. It takes a little more time. So um, just avoid inflammatory foods. If it, if it blows, you take note of it and, and you probably need to avoid it. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the tips I would give. <laughs> Those are great. Like it's like humans. Um, I'm going to go ahead and eat this. I got my tunnels right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll just mask it. We'll just, we'll just take some tums and keep it, keep it moving. You know, right. it's like, well, yeah. 
Um, well, let's move into, let's talk about working with you. So um, can you let everybody know out there um, what your programs are and how, um, how they can potentially work with you and your wife? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so we're, we're Maverick Online Coaching is what, what we're on on Instagram, Facebook. We're even on TikTok now. We're 31 year old parents on TikTok. It's crazy that is. <laughs> um, so Maverick Online Coaching, uh, if you Google search that or just go on Instagram, you'll find us really quick. Um, and we have an application or you can just shoot us a DM directly and we'll, we'll just have a conversation and talk about what you're dealing with. We're not, we're not overly salesy or anything. We're just going to see if it's a good fit and, and see what we can help you with. That's what we're, we're about is just, is just helping people at our core. That's what we, what we want to do is help as many people as possible. And, um, so yeah, we'll just have a conversation, see where you're at and take it from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, that, that, that's great. That's some actual, some really awesome information that you've given. Um, and I will definitely include in the show notes, um, where to find you on Instagram and how to find you online as well. Thank um, you. so now we're going to move into a um, part of the show. I really like it's um, five things. So five things with Maverick. So I'll ask you five questions. Just gives the audience a little bit more insight into um, the inner workings of your mind. Okay. So how do you start the day? I start the day really weird. I, I get up and I immediately take a cold shower, which is, I, I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> just It's just what I do. I have to do the same thing every morning, Kyra. I'm like you, I have to have my regimen. So cold shower and then I make my coffee and then I meditate while I drink my coffee. And then, then I start my day and that's usually feeding my 10 month old son when he wakes up shortly <laughs> after. So that's my thing. I got to have my cold shower. I got to have my coffee and then my meditation. So I start my day off right in the right mindset. I like it. I like it. Um, what's a one goal, um, business or personal, um, that you set for 2021? So business, I think, um, I can definitely share. I, I we want to, we want to have serve at least 200 people at once this year. So, um, we would like, to, we would love to grow our client base to 200 people. We have the the bandwidth and we have a, a team of coaches to do that. So we're excited to, to just grow into that. I think that's a attainable goal for us this year. So we can just help as many people as possible. And then on the personal front, it's kind of hard to say. I just want to stay consistent with, with my personal development, continue to be the best mm -hmm. father, continue to be the best partner I possibly can be, know that I'll fall short, be kind to myself when I do, and just continue to be mindful of mindful and empathic in my, in our, in my relationship with Sophie, just, we, we do couples therapy. And, um, so just want to stay consistent with that and, and continuing to be the best I can be so we can be the best we can be. Awesome. Love that. Um, what's a project that you are working on maybe this year that you're really excited about? Well, honestly, we are, um, we, we just released a big project. It was a, a mind body video series for women, which is available on our social media. It's an hour and a half of me just going ham on bot on gut health, on nutrition, on mindset. Mm. It's kind of like a hidden gem. It's, I don't think a whole lot of people know about it yet, but, um, we weren't, we didn't like broadcast it a whole lot. We just want to see who, who, you know, watched it. Um, but it's on, it's on our social media. It's, it's, uh, it's in our, in our, like our bios and stuff like that. You can click on it and find it, but it's our mind body videos here. It's on YouTube as well. Uh, Maverick online coaching, okay. but it's a lot of value in that. We just, we just finished that. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, so tell me one thing that you do for self-care for Maverick. Um, well, I love to go to the, the gun range and shoot guns. I'm former military, so I can't help it. I like mm -hmm. to shoot handguns. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a stress release. I, I mean, I go, I still train pretty regularly. I go to the gym three times a week. 
meditation, if I had to pick one thing, it's my meditation because mm-hmm. um, it's it's just it's practicing mindfulness and you can't fix yes. what you don't know. And it, it's helped me. It's some of my best thinking is done when I meditate. It keeps me empathic. It keeps me open minded. It keeps me um, from, you know, it, um, succumbing to any of my negative behavior patterns over and over um, from my past, from my childhood, from previous relationships, you know, all, all the change I've been able to undergo in the last couple of years has been due to being mindful in that meditation process. And I say practice meditation because it's, you're just practicing, you never master it, but it's something that I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been really good for me. Awesome. I love it. And I do love meditation. Um, and last, how do you end the day? We usually in the day um, with some some us time, Sophie and I, we have to schedule out our us time because it's we're so busy. Um, but making we literally write it on our whiteboard down in our kitchen just to, to make sure we, that we gets done. But we it's so important our relationship because if we don't schedule that work and everything else, we'll we'll just sweep it under the rug and we won't get to it and it doesn't become a priority. Um, so we, we schedule that out. We make sure we, we talk, we talk and we put our phones down and we, we just zone everything else out except for us and talk about what we need to talk about. And that's been pivotal for our continued health of our relationship. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. I so enjoy having you um, join me and you can always come back. And when you come back, you have to bring Sophie the next time so that um, she can join the show as well. But um, I wish you guys all the success um, in reaching your goal this year, exceeding your goal, actually. I definitely want to have you guys come back in the future. Yeah, absolutely. We will. I'll bring her with me next time. That's my better half. So if you if you enjoyed having me on, you'll really like her because she's better than I am. So thank you so, so much. Um, you're, a, you're a beacon of light. I really enjoyed speaking with you as well. I, I know I can already tell you affect so many people positively. So um, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Gold Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra. Thank you again to Maverick for joining the show today. If you want to learn more about his coaching opportunities, you can find him online at maverickonlinecoaching.com. Stay up to date on all things Glow Up Girl by visiting our website, weareglowupgirl.com, and find us on social media. If you'd like to watch this episode, you can head on over to YouTube and um, watch us there. We are Glow Up Girl. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel. Drop us a comment as well. And if you're listening to this episode, be sure to leave us a review where you can if you're over at Apple Podcasts. So before I go, as always, I'd like to leave you with a little inspiration. Today's quote comes from Bryant McGill. That quote is, real transformation requires real honesty. If you want to move forward, get real with yourself. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone, and thanks for listening.